Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, and I hope you guys are all doing great today. Each day since 50-year-old Richard Matthew Allen's arrest for two counts of what I'm going to call red rum in the 2017 deaths of 14-year-old Libby German and 13-year-old Abigail Williams brings new information and additional questions. I have to say red rum because YouTube does not like that word, so please pardon my use of that term. This case is so horrible that many of us feel strong emotions about it. I noticed some unpleasant exchanges in the comments section of yesterday's video. Some people expressed disappointment at how little was shared during law enforcement's much-anticipated news conference on Monday. Others ripped into those people, saying they didn't care if they felt disappointed. Let me just say that a lot of people were disappointed yesterday. Many YouTube creators, including former law enforcement officers with YouTube channels, also expressed disappointment that more wasn't shared. Duty Ron and Ed Wallace of The Duty Ron Show both said that they were disappointed, and Wallace said that there was some information that the authorities could have shared that would not have jeopardized the investigation. It's okay to express how you feel, and it's okay to comment on other people's comments, provided you're kind. There's no doubt that this is a particularly emotional case. I think a lot of people, including Libby's grandmother, Becky Patty, thought that they'd feel jubilant when an arrest was made in the five-and-a-half-year-old case. But that's not how it felt on Monday. Part of this is down to law enforcement saying that just because Richard Allen was arrested, it doesn't mean the case has been fully solved. In fact, the authorities said they're leaving the investigation open and active for now. And they're also leaving the tip line open and asking for people to share any and all information they have related to the case. All of this is prompting many to speculate that perhaps the police believe others may also be involved in the crime. And some of the speculation is swirling around that rather zoftic and pasty-faced guy named Kagan Klein. He's the one who set up the fake Anthony Schatz profile, which he and others used to catfish young girls and lure the naive little girls into sending them photos. Really sick stuff. Klein is currently in jail and facing 30 counts related to the possession of child P. Could Klein and Richard Allen have known each other as a result of a shared interest in little kids? Possibly. Today, I want to share new details about Richard Allen and the day his house was searched two weeks prior to his arrest. Much of the information I'll be sharing with you is from HLN and also from the Down the Hill podcast. Let's get started. Note that when HLN reporters asked several law enforcement officers 
if Richard Allen being arrested and charged with red rum meant that he's the one who harmed Libby and Abby, or if he is more of an accessory to the crime, the officers would not say. They refused to answer. In Indiana, there's only one charge for red rum. So there's no first degree red rum, no second degree red rum, etc. Therefore, anyone who commits the act of red rum can be charged with it, and anyone who was an accessory to red rum can also be charged with it. So right now, without being able to see the affidavit for probable cause to arrest Richard Allen, and without being able to see a separate document showing descriptions of Allen's two charges, we don't know if he was arrested for committing the crime or for being an accessory to it. I think that learning that a Delphi local, namely Richard Allen, had been arrested in connection to this most heinous crime was also shocking. No one had brought up the name Richard Allen previously as a potential person of interest. His arrest came out of the blue, and Richard Allen really was hiding in plain sight. Because he worked at the local CVS, many of the 3,000 citizens of Delphi had likely looked into Allen's eyes at some point over the past five and a half years. It must have been unsettling to learn that a potential perpetrator was right there the whole time working at the CVS, playing pool at the local bar, etc. We have to remember that people living in Delphi have been on high alert since Libby and Abby's deaths, worrying that whoever committed the crime might strike again. So they haven't been able to relax and allow their kids to take hikes alone or with friends since that horrible day in February of 2017. For Libby and Abby's families, Monday was definitely not a day to drop confetti. Instead, it was a reminder of what happened to their loved ones, a reminder of how senseless the brutal crime was, and of how much they'd lost and will never get back. They also realized that their journey toward justice and answers is not yet over. Allen pleaded not guilty. His preliminary hearing is scheduled for January 13th of 2023, and his trial by jury is scheduled to start at 9 a.m. sharp on March 20th of 2023. During the trial, Libby and Abby's families will learn exactly what evidence the police have, and they will have to hear upsetting details about what was done to their loved ones and see disturbing photos of the crime scene. That's yet another incredibly difficult journey they'll have to complete before they can begin to heal and find a way to live again and feel happy again. And they won't know until the end of the trial 
if Allen is even found guilty. Now, prior to Richard Allen getting arrested, searches were done at the home he shares with his wife, Kathy. Here's how it went down, according to neighbors who watched the whole thing happen. These neighbors shared the events and experiences with reporters from HLN. Note that some of these neighbors described the Allens as mostly quiet people and said they didn't have loud parties, didn't have visitors often. The neighbors interacted mostly with Kathy Allen. The neighbors also said that they often saw Richard Allen come and go to work and said he'd sometimes sit in his driveway drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette. Yes, Richard Allen is a smoker, apparently, and now you have to wonder if the police were able to connect the cigarette butts that were found at the crime scene to Richard Allen. Some neighbors also claim that Richard Allen dog-sat for them from time to time. Imagine these people's shock at seeing Allen get arrested in connection with this particular crime. Back to the search done at the Allens' home. So, just prior to noon on Thursday, October 13th, neighbors saw about 8 to 12 unmarked police cars and what appeared to be a white crime scene van pull up to Richard and Kathy Allen's house. In the quiet neighborhood, where not much happens, the neighbors were stunned to see so many vehicles show up. A dozen or so men in civilian clothing got out of the unmarked vehicles. The neighbors watched for the next 12 hours as events unfolded over at the Allens' house. Some even used binoculars to get a close-up view. At one point, the officers knocked on the Allens' front door and asked Richard and Kathy Allen to step outside their home. The men kept the Allens out of their house for the entire day. Per the neighbors, Richard stood outside his home for several of these hours. Then he later joined his wife, Kathy, who sat the entire time inside one of their vehicles. At one point, Kathy left. The neighbors told HLN that for the first part of the day, not much happened, and these officers just stood around. But as it was starting to get dark, the neighbors saw Chief Deputy Tony Liggett of the Carroll County Sheriff's Office arrive. He's someone the neighbors know and recognize. The neighbors said Liggett had a piece of paper in his hand, and he went over to Richard Allen and showed the paper to him. Right after that, a tow truck arrived and started loading up Allen's car, which I believe would be his 2013 silver Dodge Ram truck. Around this same time, the officers finally went inside the Allens' house and into the couple's backyard. In the backyard, they started searching around a shed and taking photos. Now, apparently the officers used some sort of device, perhaps a metal detector, to search around the shed and on a flower bed. The officials did not dig up the flower bed, but they did dig up two small areas near the shed. One of these areas was described as being as small as a bottle cap. 
that's pretty darn small. The neighbors also witnessed detectives come out of the Allen's house with two large bundles of what looked to be dark-colored cloth. Could those be the clothes Bridge Guy was wearing? I wonder. Remember, Bridge Guy wore a dark blue jacket and blue jeans. The officers also carried out a Macy's shopping bag, a shoebox, and a small stack of thin books. The search ended around midnight, and Richard Allen apparently turned up for work at the local Delphi CVS the next morning. One male neighbor later called Chief Deputy Liggett to ask what this was all about, and all Liggett would say was to be vigilant, especially around his wife and daughters. So these poor neighbors had to live with fear for the next two weeks, not knowing exactly what was going on. And during those two weeks, Richard Allen continued to work at the CVS. Note that one of the reporters from HLN traveled to Delphi to attend the press conference on Monday, and he went to the CVS which is right next door to a McDonald's. The reporter immediately noticed a flyer with a sketch of Bridge Guy on the front door of the CVS, and inside there was yet another flyer behind the pharmacy counter. Allen is said to have been a shift manager and a pharmacy technician at that CVS, so he must have seen those flyers every day he worked and sometimes he also had to have been standing, waiting on customers at the pharmacy counter with that flyer on the wall directly behind him. It makes you wonder if he lived in fear of being recognized every day for the past five and a half years, or did he reach a point where he felt almost brazen because no one ever said anything about it? Despite whatever might have been going on inside his head, Alan, according to the locals, came across to customers as very friendly and helpful. And Libby German's grandmother and guardian, Becky Patty, confirmed that Richard Allen was indeed the man who waited on her when she went to the CVS to pick up flyers about the case. So Libby's family members went to that CVS interacted with Alan and never noticed a similarity between him and the sketches of Bridge Guy. It's chilling and it's also astonishing. Alan and his wife were also regulars at a Delphi bar where they are said to have participated in pool tournaments, and the owner of that bar also described Alan as being a friendly guy. In discussing the crime, one expert on HLN said that she believes that whoever really did harm Libby and Abby, whether that turns out to be Richard Allen or someone else, did it on impulse. She said this because the crime was committed in broad daylight on a day when there were other hikers in the area. Broad daylight with other people around isn't usually the best time to pull off a crime. She said that the perpetrator likely had a very rich fantasy life, and when he saw the opportunity, he went for it. So if this is true, 
the perpetrator came to the hiking trails with a weapon just in case he stumbled on potential victims. This expert said that he was probably paranoid right after the crime, but over time, when no one came to arrest him, he likely felt less worried and maybe even brazen about getting away with the crime. Note that Richard Allen has a hunting permit, as well as a concealed weapon permit. And I recall seeing a video about the Delphi case, and I think it was on the Mob Crew channel, where they showed a hunter's perch in the woods near the trail leading to the Monin High Bridge, where Libby and Abby were cornered. The video showed that this particular hunter's perch offered a perfect view of the trail and people hiking along it, so it's possible the perpetrator, maybe Richard Allen, was at that perch on the day the crime occurred and was watching and waiting for the right moment and the right victims. Now, apparently Kathy Allen has left the home she shared with Richard in Delphi and gone somewhere else. The curtains are drawn and no one's around, according to a reporter from HLN. Note that the house was not far from the Delphi High School and Middle School, and it was also just two miles from the home Libby German shared with her family and less than two miles from the south end of the Monin High Bridge. And we know Richard Allen is incarcerated in White County and has no bond, so he's not going anywhere for the near future and will spend the holidays behind bars. So no special shopping excursion this year for Allen and his wife. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Hey, do me a favor, smash that like button, subscribe to my channel, and leave me a comment. And if you want to support the channel and the work I do here, you can get a membership now, or you can make a one-time donation to my Patreon.